It seemed we had overcome the dangers we had encountered. But the wild had one final surprise for us. Now I sit by my friend's side, wondering if he'll ever wake up. <clears throat> Logan? Dustin! Dustin! Oh, Dustin, my sweet boy. Hey, what? You're awake. What happened? Well, you know, we, we made friends with a bear, and then we were... I remember that. And then we were attacked by a, a, a cougar. Oh. Weirdly enough. Are we in the hospital, man? We were in a hospital, yeah. We were, we were saved. We were rescued. We were airlifted out. There happened to be a helicopter going by. Oh. Yeah, we got airlifted out. We're in some large Alaskan town that I can name quickly off the top of my head, so... Anchorage. That's one. Juno. Another. Look at you. You're you're back and you're better than ever. Why does my head hurt? Uh well you fell and hit it pretty hard. Um I I didn't hit it fighting the cougar? Well you know you could say you fought the cougar if you wanted, you know. Does does one fight a bus if they get hit? You know? Yeah, the cougar showed up and uh, uh, jumped up, bit you, and you um, promptly fell, uh, hit your head, um, peed yourself a little bit. I lied a lot a bit. It was a lot. It was the most. It was. This is the most pee I've ever seen. Well, it's because we were we were drinking. We man. were drinking. We were drinking for. It was for most had, of the time there. We we had beers and I hadn't gone yet. Mm-hmm. 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 I didn't. Yeah. I didn't poop did i god damn it I, I i i everybody poops there's a book about it it's a whole thing you know so don't stress about that it's normal you know look they got they got just bedpans out here they, they everyone's wild about pooping here let's talk about other stuff sure like sure we're alive we are alive we're alive you know we made it we survived the you know, cougar just left fine, totally scot free. It seemed grossed out by the amount that you peed and uh, defecated yourself. I did save us. So it li- <sighs> Sure. I'm telling people. Sure, that. bud. Yeah, you saved us from the cougar. The logistics might change a bit in my yeah. story, but <laughs> basically I saved us. Yeah. But, uh, and I didn't really get attacked at all. I was kind of lucky. The cougar just did, chose not to oh. do anything to me. I'm in the hospital bed next to you just because, um, just wildly dehydrated. Again, we only drank beer. In hindsight? That's our main thing, is that we really, we just only drank beer. Probably um, not the best choice. No. I think we've learned we're not great in survival scenarios, you know? We kind of, you know, we just didn't. Kind of shit the forest? Well, well I, we, we I literally did. did. Yeah, I you did. literally did there. Yeah. But um, here, let me turn this off. Super distracting. So, I don't know, man. So, we we've been saved, you know. We're not out in the woods anymore, and I don't know. And um, what is this? What's that on the table there? I don't know. There's a little present here. There's a little square present, and what's got? It's got a little card on here. What's it say? Dustin, I don't, I don't know how this is possible, but this is this card is from Hoagie. No, this is yeah. This is, it's a gift from Hoagie. Here's what it says. 
Dear Dustin and Logan, my best friends in the world. He's really forward in, in how he feels about us. It's, He's not shy about telling us. Yeah. Believe it or not, I survived the little crash we had, and I have now decided to fake my death and run away off to Thailand. Because after all, the authorities will not take me alive. What does he mean by that? I, who is this guy? I did, however, send out a rescue team to find you because I didn't want to leave my two sweet boys lost in the Alaskan wilderness. So I sent a helicopter piloted by my twin brother, Brogy. Also, since I know you boys like having beers and watching the telly, I've left you a little gift inside the hospital room. So, cheers, mates. Get well soon. Hoagie. Okay, so this is... Let me, I guess, open it. What is it? Dustin. Oh what? my god, Dustin. What is it? It's beer! Beer? It's beer for what? us to have! What kind of beer? It's an Alaskan Brewing Co. beer. It is their white wit-style ale brewed with spices. And it's got a bear on the front. Oh, man. Everything's been so kismet in this whole thing. I'm starting to wonder if, if Uncle Hoagie planned it. I know he's not You think he's uncle. the mastermind of this entire thing? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if he's faking his death and surviving that plane crash. This could be something. I don't know. Stay tuned for future episodes to see if there's an ongoing plot. As we unravel the mystery that is Hoagie. But this is the Alaskan Brewing Co. White Wit style. Well, I can read that in the the next segment, I guess, because I suppose since we're here and we have beer, and I mean we got this TV here in the hospital room. It's got some Netflix on it. Should we? I don't know. You want to watch a movie, drink some beer, and do a show? I mean, we're here. We yeah. have we happen to have the mics. Yeah, I I demanded that it's like on my license where it normally says organ donor, it says podcaster. Oh, so they have to do this. Nice, like yeah. like legally they have to. Yeah, they do. If not, they wow. can be sued for so much. My family can ruin them. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they're lucky they happen to have some equipment on yeah. hand, huh? Yeah, that's true. And no one's getting my organs. <laughs> they're yours. <laughs> well, let's do that. All right. Well, what do we got? What are we gonna watch? Um, well, I don't know. You know, we made friends with a bear. I wouldn't mind watching actually another bear movie, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, maybe where someone also makes friends with bears. Yeah, you know, and I feel like we really survived something. I think I think now, like, we've really been through something. We could really survive in the wild and really have kindred spirits and bears, you know? So, I don't know. Let me just look through. Ooh! You want to watch Grizzly Man? Yeah. Bet nothing bad happens in that. No. Great. Sharktoberfest story. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Logan Nielsen, and joining me as always is my co-host and resident survivor. Ooh, yes. Dustin Pixley, hi Dustin! Hello, Logan. How are you, my man? Better now. Yeah, not just because of the drugs coursing no. into your veins. Oh, I can't wait to mix them with beer. Oh, what could go wrong? Nothing. Well, you want to just get into it? Yeah, I'm just ready to have a beer. Yep, it's we've we've been, we've been through a long one. So this is 
the oh i like these cans oh look at that that's yeah. a good looking brew so this is it's just called white and it's got a polar bear on the front um which we did not encounter we no. encountered some sort of some sort of grizzly bear, perhaps a grizzly bear played by a Kodiak bear, because that seems to be how the movies go. I think that's what it was. Did we did we run into an actor bear? Did we run into Bart too? Is, or was this Bart three? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bart Junior Junior. Um, but this is Alaskan Brewing Co. I, I'm just gonna say it again. I love the look of this can. It's got a, it's got a polar bear on it with the the Northern Lights behind him. It. It's a nice like matte black kind of finish on it. It's good looking, but this is called White. It's a wit style ale brewed with spices, uh, 5.3 ABV, 12 fluid ounces. That felt good to read. And then inside here it says, uh, citrusy, crisp, and refreshing from Alaska to you. I wonder if the spices are coriander. Oh, yeah, no. On the back here it says it has uh, ingredients. It just says big letters, coriander. I think we're about to just drink a strain. Yum. Just a straight coriander sip. Well, all right. Uh, shall we? Yes. Go ahead. Crack yours open there. Ooh. That was nice. Ooh. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. You know? I like it. It's refreshing. I don't hate that. No. I wish it had a little more flavor in it, maybe, but... But I don't know. I could slam a pack of that. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's it's it, yeah, it's really light. It's refreshing. It um, I could use I could use a touch more of the spices. I think just a little little bit more. A little more something. Yeah, I think it just needs to lean one one way a little bit more. But but like, I don't dislike it. No, it's not hitting me wrong. We've had worse worse <laughs> ones throughout this. Absolutely. I think this could be filed under like crushable though. Yeah, of, like can almost do. Too many of these. Yeah, this would be the the Grillandea. The Grillandea? What did you just say? Grillandea. Grillandea? Yep. What does that mean? No, grilling. Like a, grilling a day. day of grilling. <laughs> I was like, is this some sort of Latin phrase I don't know? <laughs> it was like a carpe diem shit? Like, well, this is a real yes. Grillandea. <laughs> As the wise Socrates once said, Grillandea. <laughs> Grillandea. Do we have anything on Alaskan Brewing Co? Oh, a little bit, yeah, if you want yeah, to Yeah, I would love that. So they started back in 86. Mm-hmm. That's the year I was born. So that's they've been around for 34 years. Wow. It's kind of a long time. Um, there wasn't a lot on Feels the, like it, doesn't it? I, oh. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of things, but there's one cool little fact. When yep. they were going to open the brewery, mm-hmm. the, the, it's, it's a husband and wife that opened it, uh, Jeff and Marcy. Aw. And Jeff, oh, let's see what he was. I think it was a chemical engineer. Ooh. But then he got into beer making. That's like a that's a real PG version of Breaking Bad, where a chemistry right? becomes a meth dealer. It's just like I'm an engineer. I started to start a brewery. We have, we have a bunion surgery to pay for for my wife. And- <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he's a chemical engineer and home brewer, obviously. Mm. And she was an accountant and aspiring bush pilot. Mm. So that's pretty cool. That's interesting. So I'm guessing they were in Alaska. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're not wrong. Yeah, right. But uh, 
So while researching brewing in Alaska, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcy came across uh, shipping records from Douglas City Brewing. Okay. Uh, and they were around from 1899 to 1907. And she okay. found a list of ingredients for a beer. Oh. They took that and brewed their flagship, their Amber. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. We should, That's try, cool. we should try that. I don't know if I've had that one. It has a ship on it. I saw it there, but obviously I grabbed the one with the bear. Because I was wondering. I, I know I've seen this logo before. Yeah. I don't know if I've had an Alaskan brewing coaster, I had though. one. Yeah. And I didn't like it so much. Okay. It was called a smash beer. Okay. Single hop, single malt. So they just use one of each. Just just one? One malt. Bloop. One hop pellet. Yeah, it was very light. Re- Wait, really? It's just No, that? no. It's just a single hop <laughs> variety <laughs> and single malt variety. Yeah, yeah. It's just a way so you can like tell what a malt's going to taste like or what a hop's going to taste How like. How bad would a single hop beer, like a single... You wouldn't even taste it. <laughs> It'd be so sugary just, and sweet. Just, just sugar water. This one's good. It's good. I like this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking it down. I've already... Oh, Just gonna, in the time we've been talking. We here. are going to have these gone very quickly. I know. I'm starting to wonder if we should have got two. Right. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't up to us. It was right. Hokey. Hokey should have known we were going to crush these. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, we're, we're recovering, so maybe he was yeah. looking out for us. I don't know. I like this. I don't. It, it's one of those ones where it's like I don't have a lot to say because it's not really that complex. No, I don't strong feel is in either direction. It's... Yeah. It's a good beer. It's definitely I'm definitely more on enjoying it more than not enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's certainly a lot better than the lineys we were drinking as far as like flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I might I'd maybe get sick of this less fast. Right. <laughs> you know? But no, I I like this. Brewed and canned by Alaskan Brewing Co. in Juneau, Alaska. I don't know why I'm 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 genuinely just really enjoying this can design. You love it. It just looks really nice. I keep looking at it. I know it. you've been marveling at it. I, I really have. Been. I think it's just because I I like the I like the color design. I like the I don't know. I like it. The matte finish is kind of the best I have for it because it just it just feels. I like the black. I like the black matte finished anything. It me just too. Makes things because I love cooler. that on, I love that on cars when yes. they do like the black matte finish. I think that looks great. Um. Like classic cars, like yeah, don't do it on like a fucking Taurus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not necessarily gonna love like your black matte finish, like you know Ford Focus, but I don't know. I don't know why this this can is just like I think it's because it's like it's both it's both elegant yet simple. You I, know what I mean? I did nail it. It's coriander and orange peel, which isn't hard to figure hey, out. Hey, look it's, at you. It's a wit style. That's oh, like kind of what just, they use. You just gave me an idea for an episode. I have to do it. We got to do a little taste test where you tell me the spices. Obviously, I got to do a little blindfold test on you. And just eat spices? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, you sample beers. Oh, I was terrified. Like, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I'm going to be blindfolded and forced to eat coriander? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking obviously not. That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you taste beers and tell me what spices you think are in them since you like you like nailed that right away. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Here's here's a fucking handful of coriander, you idiot. Eat this. Well now I kinda wanna fucking do it. <laughs> when you said it has orange peel too, so you're just chewing on orange rind. <laughs> like Oh boy. Well we'll do one of those. Okay. <laughs> One of the two. We'll talk about you'll it. You'll have to you'll have to discern which is the spice and which is the beer. Uh spoiler alert, the dry one <laughs> is the spice. 
I'll do it oh, only man. if I'm blindfolded and you are feeding me the beer. Right. <laughs> Anything more to say about this brew? I don't think so. Okay. It's a you know it's a wit, but it's better of some of the other wits I've had. You know, it's pretty standard style for a lot of breweries. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's got a little more body to it than I thought it would. Yeah. I was expecting it to be kind of thinner, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's actually got a. I just I only thought of bad words to describe it. It's just you know it's thick. It really it's a good. Uh, it's like drinking a cup of spit, you know, in a mm. good in a good way. You know, speaking of that, I have something Hi. funny. I can segue into that. Weird. You ever heard weird? Of, what in the fuck could this be? You ever heard of chicha? No, and I'm terrified of what it's so, going to be. It is a fermented beverage. Okay. It's in South America. I cannot tell you where, but to break down the um, corn to like convert the starches to sugars, mm-hmm. the they chew on it. So the the spit. Oh, I have heard of this. So, actually, uh, Dogfish Head did a. They brewed it, so they had the whole staff chewing on corn. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Challenging. It's yeah. A challenging notion because I don't, I don't want to dismiss it, and I don't, you know, because it's a, it's another culture's thing, you know. So I don't want to just go, ew, it's not what I'm used to, so it's different. And but also, ew. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's worse to, it, I don't know, thinking about just like a bunch of people in like an American brewery just like, yeah, we're just chewing and spitting in this. And then we're it. Like for that, once you put that facade on it, it makes it all, it makes it all gross. Oh, and that's what they did in that episode. The whole staff, they were working, chewing on and spitting into buckets. It was pretty disgusting, honestly, but. In that episode of what? Uh, Brewmasters, it was called. Oh, okay. Dogfish Head. They did five episodes. There's supposed to be six. They were on Discovery Channel, and it just disappeared one day. My theory is that <clears throat> Budweiser probably stepped in, because I imagine they are a sponsor. Hmm. Interesting. Or it just didn't have much of an audience. That's and... that's possible. That'd be interesting. Can you find those somewhere? Maybe we should watch those. We should do an episode. They're we watch... fun. Yeah, they're on YouTube, where you can... we, we, should could, watch... we could find them. We should watch the Brewmasters. Um, should we get into our movie? Yes. We watched Grizzly Man. This is our first documentary. It's our first documentary. And... No, it was also watching it and being like, oh, hey, I think this is the first movie we got to see some, like, good bear footage. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a documentary, but like, oh, yeah, it was nice to see bears do, like, bear, bear things. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and move like bears. And I didn't realize that was a thing I was longing for after the bad fucking bear movies we watched, aside from Paddington, but there's no real bears in that movie. Yeah. But those movies are good. Bad bear movies, great movies. If that makes sense. I get you. For Paddington. Yeah. Because no bear footage in that, like, at all. No. And so if, you come, if you're coming for the bear, sorry. You're going to be disappointed in Paddington. I bet we I bet we misled about four people. Maybe. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think we were, we were pretty clear about it. I think so, yeah. These movies are silly. But maybe someone's just like, oh, fuck yeah, a great movie full of a bears. <laughs> full of a bears. Full of a bears. <laughs> I'm gonna just end this segment now, so we can talk about Grizzly Man. <laughs> so we can. It's a good call. We can talk about someone who speaks crazier than me. All right. Most times I'm a kind warrior out here. Most times I'm I am gentle. I am like a flower. I am like I'm like a fly on the wall, observing, non-committal, non-invasive in any way. 
Occasionally I am challenged, and in that case, the kind warrior must, must, must become a samurai, must become so, so formidable, so fearless of death, so strong that you will win. You will win. Even the bears will believe that you are more powerful. And in a sense, you must be more powerful if you are to survive in this land with the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ripping, rip it, big daddy. That's my, that's, this is the energy in the show now. I felt I was too dour in the first 30, so now I'm, I'm way too intense, brother. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> that has become my go-to any one time, like, someone wants to hang out or, like, friends who want to play games online, they'll text me, like, you know, you want to play right now? And I, I always just text back, Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> that's good. Do you then follow it up with telling them to step into a Slim Jim? Step into a Slim Jim? Snap into? What's snap, snap into. Snap into, okay. Step into a Slim Jim is an interesting idea. Mm. Please, step into my Slim Jim. <laughs> it's, a tiny, <laughs> it's a tiny gym it's that you work very, very skinny, narrow. Jim <laughs> <laughs> spelled different. <laughs> Please, step into my Slim Jim. Everyone here has already worked out a lot. That's why they're so skinny. Uh, so Woo. we have fun here. Uh, <laughs> so we watched Grizzly Man, which I should bring some information up on. Um, so now, Dustin, this you really didn't know anything about this movie going into it, yes? I knew very roughly what it was about. I knew, okay, you know, I knew what happened to the gentleman in said documentary. Yeah, and that's about it, though, honestly. Okay, because this one I've never seen Grizzly Man actually, but I like I was telling you, I remember when this movie came out, and this movie came out in uh, 2005. Because I remember being in like high school, yeah, seeing and and the, I didn't see the movie, but like 2020 or Dateline, someone on TV. Cause I, I remember watching an hour long like documentary special about it. And it didn't really phase me at the time, but I thought about it as we were like doing this movie of they just did a shortened version of it and just just spoiled the whole fucking movie because I knew this movie from watching that special. And it had like you said you saw most of the clips. Yeah. Yeah. They even they showed like Werner Herzog listening to the tape and like they showed a lot of the foot like so I like I knew there's the scene when the guy, when the fox steals his hat and he freaks out. And, like, they showed that clip. I love that part. I even put it in my notes. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into yeah, our yeah. notes about it. But, like, like I I, I weirdly had, like... think he was pissed about that? Like, Who? Werner Herzog? Yeah. I was wondering that, too. I'm just thinking about it later. I'm like, I wonder if he was, he was just like, all you did was steal my movie. <laughs> How dare you? I painstakingly watched 100 hours of this insane man <laughs> frolic with bears. But after all, you are proving my point that humanity is an agent of chaos I and picture, nothing else. I picture him talking to the head of whatever company put that out Yeah, on speakerphone. And at the end of that, he just calmly hangs up the phone. <laughs> Uh, Werner Herzog. We'll we'll get into him a little bit later too. But I love the idea of because he's he. You may know him 
in season one of The Mandalorian. Yeah, most recently. Yep. He's the guy who hires The Mandalorian to track down uh, Baby Yoda, the the weird, intense German man. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's he, Werner Herzog. He's got a part, and he's um, going to play it well. <laughs> what I love about his appearance in Mandalorian is not just his acting, because I just I like Werner Herzog when he shows up in something, because he's just such an otherworldly weirdo. Um, but he... Uh, they were going to do a lot of CGI replacement on the puppet in Mandalorian. And Werner Herzog, though, while filming it, fell in love with the puppet so much, he told John Favreau and Dave Filoni, he said, if you do not use the puppet, you are cowards. <laughs> I just want to be a fly on the wall. I would have loved to be there. So they, they like, And they were open by it. They were just like, yeah, no, the reason why we really focused on the puppet was because of Werner Herzog. <laughs> And he felt, and like all the interviews about too, is just like, oh no, Vernon Herzog fell in love with this thing. I I can picture him admiring it too. Yeah, like everyone's offset, and he's still just standing there talking to it. What a marvel of human achievement! Yet it still lets me know that our meat vessels are pointless <laughs> and are only here for a moment. Um, what I remember seeing the 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 meme go around after they released the trailer and showed uh, Werner Herzog in it, and it was always him looking at like the Mandalorian, and it said like listening to uh, Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit, and he just said, "You must never listen to this." <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into it. So. And we we have to talk about Werner Herzog a little bit while we talk about this movie because he's he's the director, um, directed movies back in the day like the sixties and seventies, uh, more narrative film stuff. Um, did movies like uh, Fitzcarraldo and uh, Aguirre, Wrath of God. Real real kind of like art house filmmakers. Very he's a very peculiar individual. And he, and then in recent years, especially like I mean I mean recent years, I mean like the last thirty years, he's become a very good. A documentary filmmaker and he likes to make documentaries about like modern life um he did a, a very a, a, i think it was up for best documentary and stuff like that but he did a cave of forgotten dreams which is like about um the oldest the cave with the oldest uh human drawings in it oh okay and stuff like that um and he also recently did one a couple years ago i can't remember what it's called now but he did one about like technology and stuff he, and and you you get the sense of it in this movie like he's 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 almost dismissive of like humanity, but in a very interesting way. Because I've also heard interviews with him where he's just he's like, I love reality TV because it just shows how pointless and never, like he's this weird, like kooky nihilist. <laughs> and, but the reason why I'm talking about him so much too is because he made this movie about Timothy Treadwell, who's this guy who fancied himself a bear boy. I don't know. Bear boy, yes. Um, we'll get into it. But but also, Werner Herzog injects himself into the movie, too. So it's it's hard not to talk about him because the movie is so deliberately told like from his point of view. Yes, it's not a uh, it's not just traditional a documentary yeah. by no, any no. means. And that's the thing that was missing in like that the fucking 2020 special I watched or whatever. It was just a, a straight-up telling of like Timothy Treadwell and his story and his demise and everything in that. This movie, though, is really more about Werner Herzog's feelings about the story in a weird way. Yeah. 
it's it's interesting. It's like you know, and documentarians. There are plenty that inject themselves in their movie. Like famously, Michael Moore. His movies are always about him right. going and doing shit or whatever. And and usually, but usually those movies are very upfront about like this is about my opinion. This is my take on something. So I'm making a movie about it. Yeah, and I feel documentaries usually lead you in one direction or the other. Yes. Right. And this one kind of just shows. I don't know the. the well. No, I know, I know what you mean because either too the ones that are either persuasive or standoffish, they they want you to feel a way about it. Yeah, yep. And what's interesting about Werner Herzog is it's he he wants you to take in the story, but he also weirdly doesn't want you to care. If that makes sense, because he's you, also if you see it, yes, because you you get the sense in the movie that he he eventually really has an affinity for Timothy Treadwell. He really is almost protective of him a little bit. Yeah, because he he talks about him very very kindly. Well, he seems to care a lot about the uh, the people in his life, Timothy's yeah. life too, around him. Yeah, he seems to have really have made a connection with with the story and the people. Who sur- you know who survived it? Like no one else right. was there. With like the people who are who are left. But like, seemed- like we said, there's not a, a clear message in this. He kind of goes both no, ways. Because where yeah. it seems like he cares a lot, but on the other hand, he's kind of just like. And then at the end too, he's, yeah, where he's just like he's like, but also it is stupid to try to bond with bears. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. So there's no clear message in no, this. No, but that's all. I think that's what also makes it kind of a fascinating story. Is like it, he kind of explores. He explores like the feelings around it because to every everybody who it's like there's the people who are in Timothy Treadwell's life like they talk about how amazing he was and like sadness and stuff and then everyone else he interviews he like pointedly puts in them being like oh you know he got himself fucking killed by a bear yeah and he totally agrees with all those people too he clearly does yeah, yeah. and that's what's so interesting about him is that he's he's on both sides of just like this he clearly finds this man kind of amazing but also a very tragic figure and also his death was very pointless and didn't need to happen and what haunts me is that in all the faces of all the bears that Treadwell ever filmed I discover no kinship no understanding no mercy I see only the overwhelming indifference of nature to me there is no such thing as a secret world of the bears and this blank stare speaks only of a half-bored interest in food. But for Timothy Treadwell, this bear was a friend, a savior. Let's dig in. I think most people who have heard of Grizzly Man... Also, by the way, when we said I had told people we were going to do February, this was the most requested movie that we do. Yes, it pretty much had to happen. <laughs> Let's watch Grizzly Man, the fucking documentary about the guy who gets killed by a bear. Plus it has Grizzly in the name, three of the four... Yeah. Movies we watch. Well, like and this movies. one too, in it has a the, grizzly, grizzly maze. maze. Yeah, an actual grizzly maze. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. I, yeah, I got some notes here too. Um, so Timothy Treadwell, I'm not even sure he was like a. I mean, I guess like an. I guess just his vague title would be he was an environmentalist. Self-proclaimed though. Exactly. He what he would do is he would go to the Alaskan wilderness and he would just camp out. Yeah, basically in the summer months when they were awake. Yeah, when the bears were on, he'd go out in the summer and he'd stay he'd out. Just camp with them. Just in the brush all summer and in the bush. I always say the brush. Interesting. Brush. People okay. call it the bush. But I know that's also like an Australian thing. Yeah. The uh, woods. Wilderness? The the, uh, the the grassy bits. Uh, He would go, he'd go do that. 
But no, he would always he would go out there in the summer, and then he he would try he would like get close to the bears and like try to like bond with them or whatever, and he would document all of it. That's why they they have so much footage of him interacting with these bears and stuff like that. And he really thought he was the one keeping away poachers and like he like he was really protecting these bears. And I love that in the movie right away too makes point of being like, this is federally protected lands. Like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like these bears are actually safe already. And they interview the one guy the who works for the the museum and stuff. And he's like, no, he's like, I think he actually did more harm than good because now he got these bears used to people, which always leads to danger. That only leads to bad things when bears are are habituated to people. No, I think everything he did out there was way more harmful than it ever was going to be good. Yeah. And he, he always made it seem like he was running off poachers and loggers and stuff like that. And it's like he never has footage of that. And he films so much. The only people he ever filmed, like, there was just some group who were out there. Yeah, canoeing. Canoeing, and they were, like, taking pictures, and then they show him throwing rocks at a bear, and he's, like, really sad. I'm like, it kind of seemed like they were trying to scare the bear away, because one guy had his arms up. Yes, they were doing the, like, the, the typical, like, bear go away. Exactly. I'm like, no, I think they were just like, oh, fuck a grizzly bear. Yeah, get get out of here! Yeah. <laughs> Is what it seemed like. But he was certain that not only were they there to harm the bears, they were there to kill him. No, and if he was driving off poachers, loggers, he would have recorded it because he absolutely, absolutely, he would have. He's he's very boastful in that way. Yes, yeah, and he would want people to see, like, look at the work I'm, look at the yeah. good work I'm doing. And and so the, the what you get from him is that he goes to the the this national park, like it's protected land. There's park rangers, like it's not it's not in this like untamed. I mean, it's it's wilderness, but it's not. It's patrolled anyway. It's absolutely patrolled, and there's planes and stuff. Like that. There was one of his videos where he's talking, and you just hear a plane go oh, over. There's so like, many boats on the river that yeah. he's by. Yeah, it's, it's like so. This is not the middle of nowhere. No, by any means. No, and you can camp there because remember at one yeah. point they said you have to move a mile from exactly. your campsite every so often. <laughs> exactly. So it's like you could. So that means probably he literally has to like rent a camping spot <laughs> or something. You know, he's not just wandering out into the woods and disappearing. He's He's going to a place where people know he has a plane drop him off. People know where he is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he's he's not this like he fancies himself as this I don't know this this boy of the jungle. He always calls it the jungle, and it's like fucking not. And also, he's rarely ever in the woods. Even no, it's like a flat, yeah, grassy plain almost. Yeah, yeah, by a stream where salmon are. Sometimes he goes out there and he he spends time with bears and he likes to really get close to the bears and bond with the bears. And then what I appreciate about this movie is right away, they're just like, hey, by the way, uh, he got fucking eaten by a bear. Yeah, there's no like mystery to that. There's, just so you know. I appreciate that because other people would have made this movie and they would have waited to like the end to tell you the story. And they wait to like give you the details, but they wait to tell you the story. But pretty early on, it's just like, you know. Like, listen, everyone knows what happened. Yes. Obviously, a bear fucking killed Timothy. <laughs> I don't, if you don't expect that. And it's like, it's one of those things too of like, and well, yeah, that's what happens. It's <laughs> it's pretty uh, grisly, this movie. Hey, oh. Because the, the first scene we have the pilot, um, Willie Fulton, describing oh. how he saw Timothy's body getting eaten by the bears. Yeah. Yeah. He said he saw a bear eating his rib cage. Yeah. Like picking meat off of it. And, um, and then you find out a little bit later, too, that it wasn't just Timothy. He brought his girlfriend with him, too. And so they both got killed 
by this bear and like the details of how it happens get revealed later. Uh, what they do know is Timothy was recording on his camera, but he didn't take the lens cap off. Yep. So it's just the audio. So they have just audio on a videotape of him and his girlfriend being killed by the bear. And they don't play it in the movie, which I, I think there'd be some... I, you'd It'd be a crime or something. I don't know. It'd be... <laughs> I, I don't know if a crime. You'd definitely get like an X rating or something like that, but um, which doesn't exist anymore, NC-17. But Werner Herzog films himself listening to it, and it like really affects him, and yeah. he takes it off. And that's where the joke came from that I had, where then he looks at um, former girlfriend of Timothy Treadwell and like an old friend... Um, Which and we got to get into her a little bit. We'll get in her a little <laughs> bit, but he but he just looks at her and he goes he goes you must never listen to this tape. And then he and then he straight up he's like I think you should burn it because if not it will be the white elephant in your life. And it's like and that was where I'm just like wow, Werner doesn't give a fuck about like the documentarian like distance. He does not care about being like the om- no. the omniscient observer. He's, he's not yeah he's not like the. Out on the outside, yeah, the, the 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 passive viewer. He likes to just be like, "No, I'm in this movie, and I think you should live your life differently." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay, Werner. I'd I'd like to be your life coach if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you think my impression of him is weird, I want you to know uh, it's not far off. Actually, that's how he sounds. No, it's very good. Actually, and it's it's when he starts narrating because it, when it first starts, it just shows footage of Timothy Treadwell, and then right away he's just like, you know. Timothy Treadwell goes to the wilderness and it just immediately I hate that it made me giggle a little bit just because I think it's just because I know like that's almost like a pop culture joke now of like having a documentary narrated by like a Werner Herzog type <laughs> who's, who's just who has this this I don't know disinterest in humans <laughs> but he makes documentaries uh, so it was it was hard to not like kind of giggle at it sometimes I'm with you Timothy Treadwell, I mean, uh, yeah, he, so then when he, he spent these summers with these bears, then he'd like go to schools and like tell his stories and stuff. And he was all about like bear conservation, which was great. I'm very curious how those visits went. Me too. I was, that's something I was really wondering because he's, he is a manic individual. I almost picture the Billy Madison where he's shaking the fat kid's head, you know, like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And like they just they show a couple of quick pictures of him like at classrooms and like kids smiling, but I'm like, I bet a lot of them were weird because he's he's an intense individual. Yeah, he's and like the movie covers this. Like he's he's very clearly battling some demons. He every what everyone says about him is like, oh, he wanted to be a bear. It wasn't just that he wanted to be around bears. Yeah, they said if anyone did encounter him out there, he would growl at them. He'd like growl, some of the he would growl actual like, bear scientists that yeah, would be like, out there. Yeah, and like bark at him and stuff like that. And like like and he has this this real and it goes with each summer of like him recording, he has this this genuine like hatred of humanity. Um because he spent thirteen summers living through because when I saw that he said thirteen summers, I was like, whoa, fucking thirteen? I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. But and but again, and it's like he's he's doing it, but it's it's also it's already federally protected land. And even the um like when the interview, like the one park ranger guy who works at the museum, he's like he's like, poaching's not really a problem around here. Yes, they make that a point. It's like we really don't see it. <laughs> we that don't often. have it a lot here. It's like I, I don't know. Uh he's like he's like some some he's like, but not as much as like other countries deal with because he's like Russia. He I said guess. Russia I guess they have Russia a big is problem. Like crazy with, with bear poachers. 
Um, and maybe we should look up. Well, we can do this at the end of the episode, but because they made a point of it too in um, Grizzly Maze, into the Grizzly Maze, that the poachers were taking gallbladders. Yeah. And in this one too, they said like you know like taking gallbladders. I know there's like I think there's like a cosmetic use for it or something, but maybe we'll look that up to yeah. reveal at the end here because we'll look I'm up on a, curious, on a break because I'm really curious. Too. Yeah, I'm curious what the Grizzly gallbladder is all about. I guess is it just tasty? It's like a it's like a savory gusher, <laughs> yum or something. I don't know. Um, and then it's just it's just telling the life. I guess wh- how should we handle this now? Because now that's that's the story. It's this crazy guy. I well, I don't I don't mean to be dismissive and say crazy, but he's definitely got he's definitely got some demons that he's working out, and this is his way of doing it: is going out into the wilderness and and he's because he's very manic, he's very angry, he's he's unhinged at times. Oh gosh, um, when he's going off about the government, that's. Kind of yeah, scary, a which little is bit. fine. Like I get it. I hate the government as much as the next guy, but yeah, where it's well, it's, and the weird thing is, just no one's around, and he's constantly talking and clearly like filming this documentary about himself, where he really wants to show himself as this hero. I guess he's yeah, he's trying to portray himself as like the savior of these bears. Yeah, and and you can see in all of his videos, like one of my first notes I wrote down is, well, he always he he like calls himself like a kind warrior. And he, he always uses these these grandiose qualifiers for himself, and then he uh, you can see in all of his videos he's he's desperately trying to sound profound in everything he says. He because like it's not clear what this why he was filming all this stuff. He never cut him into anything. No, they never really said what he was trying to prove with it. Like, like if he was going to make a movie or what. Like Werner Herzog was just like his movie, but like they never said what it was. I think I think he was just filming just to film, and I don't know if it was just out of like loneliness, out of this this almost need to feel important. Yeah, you know. And it was weird too. He would do like ten takes. Yeah, he would do like a you lot know, of takes. A lot of, him, of takes, like saying the stuff over and over again. So it was like it was meant to like was it meant to be like a nature documentary where he's trying to like do the scripted thing. And the other thing is too is like he lived with these bears and these and he was close to some of the bears. Like they kind of knew him and didn't care about him. They didn't like snuggle with him or anything. No, there was never the connection that he tried to portray. Yes, that he thought he had with them where it's like he could like where like you see like an actual like bear trainer like hug their bear or like people who run like bear sanctuaries. Yeah, you can see like how the, the bears like the trust recognition them. and yeah. yeah. This there was more just like a yeah, no, I know you. No, oh, okay. I guess. Just stay out of my way kind yeah. of thing. And my biggest thing too is that he is remarkably unchill around the bears. He brings a very manic, nervous energy. Yes. And even when he's trying to approach him, he's like, "Hi, hey, oh!" And then if they kind of just look at him, he'll be like, "No, no, don't do that!" And he'll like swat on their nose. And then you see them be like, "Hey, fuck you, dude!" And it, and it's like he's having this whole story in his head that's not really happening. The bear's just looking at him. No, I don't know how he made it thirteen seasons. Ex- that's my thing too. How did he not get fucking killed immediately? Because every footage they showed of him interacting with a bear, he was incredibly manic and stressed out. Well, and, and, he, and he talks unchill. about this this great work he's doing, right? And he loves nature. And then there's that scene where he's in his tent just screaming at the top of his lungs about the rain. Yeah, well, it's because well, there was a drought, and so he decided to then like call upon God, and he says, he's like, I'm, I'm a vessel of God, of Yahweh, of of Muhammad, of whatever. He's yeah. like naming all this stuff. It's like he, 
and and one when he rants like the one he does then where he talks about the government and like the park rangers and he's like I won I did it fuck you fuck you fuck you I won oh, it just I goes won off. and he goes off and I'm like you won what you didn't change anything you didn't do anything you just hid and right you yeah. you hid and what and that's the thing too is like he would do these campsites he would always he would hide them so the park rangers couldn't find him because he's not supposed to be doing no because he didn't want to move. A mile away he didn't from the want bears. To move a mile. Away. You're supposed to. You can only what stay like five days in one spot or whatever. Something, something like that. Something, yeah. And he wouldn't do it, and he's hiding from the people. Which then also, and he even says in the video, "You're meant to camp out in the open. It's actually better because then bears see where you are and most likely avoid you. Cause oh they, yeah, they see where your tent he is. He was doing shit. everything in his power to get yeah. eaten, and yeah. But now instead, he's in. He's just hiding in a bush, and so he can startle an animal. Uh, he's he's a very interesting guy, and honestly, everybody in this documentary is pretty fucking interesting. Um, because his friends are weirdos too. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty heightened. And then the the coroner they talk to that that man, the vibe he gives off is something. It's, well, it's else. very performative and awkward, and like he like where he's like he's like the body was delivered in a case like this, and he opens it and drops it, and it's very loud, but he tries to keep going, and then he like slaps it. My favorite is when. He's like done giving a speech, and then the camera just lingers on him. That really long, awkward. And then he just awkwardly puts his hands down and does not know what to do anymore. And I'm like, did Werner Herzog want that to be funny? Because it is. It's funny and I, weird. Did I remember it, when I saw that, and it, it brought me back to the Ricky Bobby, like, what do I do with my hands? That's the yeah. first thought I had. Because he just like immediately, he just he's so uncomfortable. It felt like a mockumentary. That made me think of, especially too, with it being like a, a, a coroner. Like it made me feel it did, like, it looked a, like it looked like a comedy. Well, it felt like Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. Where literally they do scenes in a morgue. <laughs> yeah, because remember the, the Kristen Dunst works at uh, a. It uh, literally uh, felt like a comedy party. there, and it was kind of shot weird too. Like you said, I wonder if he did that on purpose. Well, and anytime someone starts to say like their true feelings about uh, Timothy Treadwell, the camera will just slowly like float in as if they're being like, "Yeah, no, no, reveal it, say your shit." The camera always gets a little bit closer. Because everyone kind of always says like, because it did the the park ranger did it who talked about it. he's like he's like I actually think he did more harm than good. The camera just like awkwardly, like just handheld moves in closer to his face and you see him be like, oh okay, you're moving in closer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's the thing, and I I think that's that's why I brought up Werner Herzog too because I think a lot of that comes from his weird disconnect with humanity and just he, not quite knowing how to where sometimes he feels talk to people yeah where it's like not only is he covering this subject but he's also an alien studying us like it's a two-pronged documentary a little bit it's it's i don't know it's it's like he wants to see reactions yeah but it's just to, just to like get close and be like how do humans feel what do they do when they are in distress <laughs> like it's just it's just really strange and he and Werner Herzog, Werner Herzog too. He's always been notoriously a very independent filmmaker. He uh, hates studios. He always does his own thing. And you notice the weird, like, random dig against studio filmmaking at one point, um, where he's talking about Timothy Treadwell's filmmaking, and he's talking about whatever it is, and he's like, and he's like, and he catches these moments that studio directors with their union crews could never yeah, get. Yeah, I do remember that. And yeah. I just wrote down, "Calm down, Werner." Yeah. Isn't that when he's doing like his takes on that hill? Yeah, and yeah. It's like, and then like the fox comes up because he's got these foxes that are kind of like tame now, I guess that he's close with. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's just, it's, it's a strange journey. It's, in, it's interesting. It's fascinating. 
I recommend it. It's probably what makes that documentary so much better is through the lens of... Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Just telling the straightforward would still be interesting. But it's almost better as a news story that you watched, not a documentary. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it kind of was. But the documentary part that I liked was the weird... Like watching that's it, what I mean. Like watching it was it was like watching the 2020 special through Werner Herzog's eyes. Yeah, it's like he was telling me about the 2020 special I saw. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and then the guy totally gets eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah, without him, this you couldn't really make a documentary about this. It, I don't. It, you probably could, but not as no. I, I think you could. As interesting. I think it would still be an interesting story. I think it just takes on this other. I don't know this other vibe, this other idea of like when you have someone, when when you're making a movie about a strange person and then the person narrating over it is a strange, an, is a strange person. person, it makes it really fascinating. They're really layering the strange on us. Yeah. Well, then too with like that moment of like you know digging at studio directors and this stuff, it's it's like it's like you can feel Werner Herzog putting his own feelings into the movie. Oh yeah, and it's I've I don't think I've ever really felt that before. Aside from like someone like likes like a Michael Moore or something like that, but usually those are like, hey, I'm making a movie about this fucking point. I They're pushing make. an agenda. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's about a thing that they want to talk about. You know, it's it's a it's a, a a persuasive documentary. Yes, this one isn't, but I still felt someone just being like, here's here's what I think and what I feel, and it's like you can tell he 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 likes Timothy, but also. But doesn't like him because he's a human. <laughs> Werner Herzog does not well, care about humans. And he likes him, but he also thinks he's kind of an idiot for doing what he did. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Cause, yeah, because he, he thinks it's pointless. Like, logically, to... he looks at this and he's like, why? Yeah, Werner Herzog's like a weird Vulcan, you know? It's just logic. Yeah. And it's like, because at the end when he is just like, he's like, uh, he's like you know, but where, where Timothy sees this connection with bears... I see just a bored search for food. And it's like he makes it clear. He's like, I don't think bears matter. <laughs> no, he clearly doesn't get it, like that part no. of it. He's just like, I don't understand. I do I mean, not understand. And he says, like, the bears are powerful and beautiful. It's like, but he, Vern, like, that's the thing. It's weird to talk about a documentary and have to talk about the director's point of view so much, but he puts it in there where it's like, no, Werner Herzog believes the world is chaos because he says that in this movie. He says straight up, the world is chaos and everyone is murderers. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have this, like we're all inherently good. He view. has no chill, Logan, no chill. He has zero chill for a guy who sounds so calm. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it, it's, that's what's so interesting is like, it's viewed from that lens of, Hey, isn't this an interesting story? It's all dumb though. Kind of like this guy shouldn't have been out there with the bears. Exactly. That's it's, it's really interesting. Um, and it is funny, like everybody who gives, uh, whoever when they interview, like especially the people who aren't close to him, they try well. They're always, they, they are always, they're like, obviously it's a, you know, it's a tragedy, it's terrible, but like, come on, yeah, <laughs> all of them, yes, all of them. Like, these people don't have like a super high opinion of him. No. And the thing is, I don't think, I don't think he saw himself that well. Like I, I could just see like a, a depressed, desperate man. Well, he was recovering alcoholic for Re one. Recovery, which like, and that's not a big deal, but like, that clearly does put you in a weird place. Yeah, if you're not dealing with your shit. Well, I think that with that past, that could be hard for you to deal with things. You know, 
Yeah. When he, he and when in some of his more vulnerable moments, he would talk about his like real disconnection with humanity, his problems with women, why they don't stay with him very long, and he he, he goes on this weird rant about like it's easier for gay guys. Yeah, I, and I wrote down that and I'm like the like some weird homophobia slips out of old Timmy's mouth because he he then goes on his like you know because they're always just like having sex at public restrooms and whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Just, I'm like that's like, not really like the thing. Like, well, I, so you know he's homophobic because he clearly has no homosexual friends because he doesn't seem to understand. Well, my thing was I. I and it's like he's very flamboyant, so I'm not just saying this because of that. But part of me is just like, is there a closeted side of him? Oh, do you think that maybe? Maybe a little bit because he always talks about he's like he's like women don't stay with him long. He doesn't really know how to please them. He doesn't all this stuff. And I I don't think he's like he's a he's a closeted gay man. But I think there's I think there's something like some, I, some feelings there or something feeling something with his sexuality that he hasn't reckoned with yet. Because also in this whole thing, he's he's not looking at himself. He just thinks he wants to save bears, but it's very like this. This guy would not have been killed by a grizzly bear if he had gone to therapy. Oh, if I've... he if he had just found a good counselor, Timothy Treadwell be alive today, and he would maybe at he maybe still be a, a struggling actor. Yeah, because of course that's how it starts. Is he tried to be an actor and it failed? Supposedly, he was in the running to get uh, the role of Woody on Cheers, that Woody Harrelson took over. Um, supposedly he was second, which even his dad is like, he allegedly was in second <laughs> yeah. place. But once he didn't get cheers is what drove him off the deep end. And that's where then he like ran away and is like, I'm going to go live with bears every year. Um, So like, this is just a, this is a. And I wonder if some of this isn't a cry for help slash yes. suicidal, maybe a little bit. I think a little bit. Cause there was weird in like the last footage, there is this weird, like, I don't know, almost maybe feeling it coming or something. I don't know. It's very strange how like it gets it's, towards it's the end. It's an ominous last video. Yes. Yes. Because even Vernon Herzog says too, he's like, you know, he's like, and he seems to vamp because he doesn't want to end his last video. And I don't know, it was like, uh, I'm going to dive to this. But he clearly had weird interactions with these other bears that were around and his girlfriend was afraid because it was, it was uh, he stayed longer than he, the last summer, he stays later than he normally does. And all of the bears he knows and are calm with him have all gone into hibernation. Yeah. And then these other bears migrate Which in, and also it, kills me. If you knew anything about bears, you know if these bears aren't in hibernation, they're fucking hungry because they're the last ones. Exactly, they're, they're getting the last. They pick. need to get, and that's what more food before and, they go to sleep. And the bear that they believe is the one that killed uh, Timothy Treadwell, or I guess they do know it's the one that killed Timothy Treadwell because it was tagged too. Yeah, but they had caught it a couple of years previous. Um, and they had extracted a tooth, and like we talked about, like they basically checked the fucking like rings in them or yeah. whatever, like whatever they do for the teeth to find out how old they are. Um, but it was 28 years old, which is old for a grizzly bear. That's very old. Yeah. So that means this is probably an old, desperate bear. He gets kind of the last pick of the food. He's not mating anymore. Probably he can't win any challenges. No. And that's the reason males. he's still out, not hibernating, because he hasn't gotten his fill yet. And then he probably killed Timothy and his girlfriend out of desperation of food before to try to bulk up for winter well we've seen that with bears now polar bears especially yeah they're attacking huge seals because they're so fucking hungry because they're so desperate and that's it i mean that's what it comes down to is the thing of like we've talked about too like bears tend to attack when they're desperate you know and so that's what it sounds like this was an old bear came to the area this guy's not leaving he's hiding in the woods you know uh, it, it's i don't know it it's a i think part of it is a is like a savior complex in in Timothy of this like 
because I've I've seen this with friends, and I've I've been guilty of it too, um, on a much much smaller scale. But where it's like you feel so lost and kind of messed up mentally, then you feel like I'm gonna make my thing being positive and supportive, and that's all I'm gonna talk about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make others feel good, even though I desperately do not want to look at myself. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And that's how it seemed. It seemed like a man who was just so desperately running away from himself that he ran into bears. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's... You know what I mean? This is definitely... The the whole thing of the story is mental health issue here, that he just needed help. He really yes. needed help. Yeah, he did. And I, cause I, I don't want to dismiss it and be like, Timothy Treadwell's crazy. And the crazy guy... Because that's how a lot of people saw this movie. Just like, ah, the fucking crazy guy. He went out to the bears and got eaten. And I, I don't want to just dismiss it as that. I don't think he's just like a, a quote-unquote crazy guy or people are just like, oh, he's fucking, he's high or whatever. I don't think it's that. I think it, I, I do think there's a mental health fucking aspect to it, though, absolutely, of a, a guy who is so terrified of the inside of his mind, he decides, well, I guess I'm the only one who can save these bears who are federally protected. <laughs> like, I don't know, just the leaps he gets to 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 go do that. I don't it's 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 fucking interesting. And in the quiet moments he has on camera too, and like when he like when he's like the fox that steals his hat and he's chasing it and he's like he's like that hat is so important to this trip. And it's like I, I think what you mean is like that's a hat you like. Yeah. But oh, it, he just loses it during that. He does, and I think it's because in his mind everything is so important to his mission because it's it's the only it's just it's all he has. You know what I mean, right? So I don't know. This is this is a weird one for us. I know. <laughs> We're talking about after, men- after, mental health. After and- watching this, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a weird no, episode." I knew it was gonna be, but just like everybody I brought this up to, they're like, "You're gonna watch Grizzly Man." I'm like, oh, "Sure, we can." I guess we'll break that one down. No one knew that. No one ever friggin' knew that there are times when my life is on the precipice of death, and that these bears can bite. They can kill. And if I am weak, I go down. I love them with all my heart. I will protect them. I will die for them. But I will not die at their claws and paws. I will fight. I will be strong. I'll be one of them. I will be the master. Still a kind warrior. Now I want to just talk about bears for a second. The The bears in the movie. Watching those two bears fight that he filmed, oof, that was kind of terrifying. Kind of terrifying, like actually getting to see two bears because they were fighting over mating. Yeah, and like because they just, oh man, every swipe, did you see like all the hair? Oh, that was my. I was just gonna fucking say that every time they touch each other, just so much, and then you see how much just rubbed off their backs just from just swatting each other a few times. So then you just imagine getting slapped by a bear. Yeah, like I want if you. If you have hair on your head, like a beard or hair on your head, imagine someone slaps you so hard <laughs> that half of it comes off because that's what these bears are doing to each other. And they, it's funny too because then they latch onto each other, they just bite and then they fall over. And at a point where like one was on top and they were just holding each other, not letting go, I'm just like, I've seen this drunk fight at a bar before. <laughs> like just the, the two former wrestlers, you know, who are just like, yeah, I get it. You guys used to be something, you're fat now. Uh, <laughs> just like curled up on each other yeah. in a bar, um, but no, it it was wild seeing them like be bears. Oh, it was very uh, animalistic. Yeah, 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, but they they just and 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 that's too. It's not even like a fight to the death. It's just a fight for mating. Yeah, and it's, and it's that's that, just like, it. They weren't even trying to kill each no. other. It was yeah. Just who's the tougher male? Because they they scrap and they get up and they're both tired and you see them the one being like all right <laughs> the one fuck sits off. on the beach like ugh yeah and he just lays there and like recovers and the one takes a huge shit while they're fighting <laughs> yeah that was um just just it totally voids his bouts and like my first thought with like one it was just like geez because it's like right in the foreground and then it also just made me think like I've never been in that form of of pressure where I'm just like just shitting myself and it's not even on my mind at all i mean you had it when the cougar attacked you but like but you were kind of unconscious too yeah but like imagine that being in a fight and just being like i'm just, like your body's just shitting itself and like you're like this isn't even what i'm focusing on right now and it's like i know it's because like it's like a life and death thing probably <laughs> it's i don't know it just made me um and that was uh, the bear he called sergeant brown and i saw him go and he goes as you can see here, he's like sergeant brown um uh, you know, uh, went to the bathroom, went number two, and I saw him look out for a second. I, in my mind, I think he was thinking, uh, as you can see, Sergeant Brown made Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't want to say it. <laughs> two on the nose. Uh, speaking of bear poop, later oh, when... Oh, God. This is where I, I don't even... And this is later, too. So This is this later. Is also this is later. part of the descent that I'm talking about. Yes. And, and like this isn't I, I I don't hate the underlying message of everything he's talking about where he just wants to see these bears beautiful and appreciate it and marvel at them. But this one bear shits. But it's what he it's what he talks about here. Yes. Ugh. He runs up and he just starts touching it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, open that up. Open that up. Um Yeah, go ahead. We can crack another one before I talk about bear poop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the takeaway line is Timothy just keeps saying, here's her poop. It just came out of her butt. <laughs> he said it so many times. And he's holding this poop, by the way. He's, just, he's picking up and he's talking about how, like, like don't, you, don't you get it? Like, this bear's amazing. Like, this this was he, this was just inside of her. Just inside of her. And he, but he just keeps saying the sentence, this poop just came out of her butt. And phrasing it that exact way. I'm not cleaning it up. I'm not censoring him. He's saying, this is her poop and it came out of her butt. And it's just, it's just dumb. It was just to, oh, this poop came out of her butt. Do you guys see the? Look at this bear poop. It came out of the bear's butt. Cause like, what's my takeaway from that? Are you showing this to a classroom? And the the kids would be like, yeah, we know poop comes from butts. We we saw this book years ago. Yeah. Like I I, I don't. It's that's where it started to be like, oh, he's he's just so wrapped up in his marveling of them. I don't even think he knows what to take away anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he he thinks he's one with it at this point. And he like he, no, he, he truly believes he is now a bear person. Well, like, and he refers to himself a lot as like a spirit. He's like, I must be a spirit of the woods, and like he he's I don't, I don't it I don't know. We could talk forever about the mental state of this man because that's what makes it fascinating. Um, but long story short, if you fuck around with bears a lot, you're gonna get bared. Probably. Especially if you don't know a lot about bears. Yeah. Um, any? Do you have any other thoughts you want to dig into? We should talk about his one ex-girlfriend and that fun story she tells about how they met. Oh, yeah. She was certainly a little bit off. She was a little goofy. Yeah, they worked at... Um, Some restaurant, I guess. It was, really... called, it was called Gulliver's. Okay. Because it was based on Gulliver's Travels. Travels yeah. 
So it was like a theme restaurant. And so she said she was like the English barmaid, wench, whatever. And Timothy played one of the other characters. And she... I mean, she lit a table on fire. <laughs> that's, that's the gist of it, yes. I, mean, I was trying to walk through the steps, but like, the long story short is she almost lights a family on fire. Because she decides she wants to make this like one birthday thing like a bigger flame. <laughs> so she uses more oil, which makes the fucking tablecloth go up. So she almost she almost burns a child down. Um and then her and Timothy are both in like both like being, in the principal's office. Yeah, I don't they're, know. They're like, both being reprimanded at the manager's office. And they go, What are you like? She's like, What are you in for? And he's like, I'm I'm in for walking funny, is what he says. Right. Which I'm sure, like, Timothy Turbo is clearly the guy where it's like, he's never done anything wrong ever. So I'm like, I'm sure he fucking called somebody the C word or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure he... Or, whatever he did is much worse than what he's I'm, claiming. I'm sure he broke an actual rule, but he's just like, they just hate the way I walk. You know, and it's like, okay. Uh, and then she's like, I fucking started a fire. And he's like, that was you? And then, like, they dated for a while. But they're also just buds because then he's she was friends with his with his girlfriend, new girlfriend too. Yeah. So they were just close. Um yeah, she's goofy. Then there's like another friend who comes along that that Werner Herzog then just says he's like, and she swears they were only platonic. Which that was I'm like like Werner, that was a dig, but she would not admit that she fucked him, but I know she did. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's clearly what he was saying in that. And again, like, this is the, where he sprinkles in his own opinions yes, on this whole you, situation. You, you can sense his own judgment about everybody in it, uh, and like the movie ends with them like kind of like spreading the last bit of Timothy's ashes, like at yeah. a camp spot or whatever. Um, the girlfriend who got killed by the bear, her family refused to take place in the documentary. Um, She's barely viewed in yeah. The, there's like the three. Footage. There's like three shots. There's of three her. shots of her, and it's because two. Even in the last two summers where he took her with, he always he would pretend like he was there by himself. Yeah, where he'd be like, he's like, I'm, so, and like he films this one. He's like, it's just crazy. I start thinking about how lonely, how alone I am. I'm just so alone now. And it's like she's there, and that's where I'm like, oh, this this is such a god complex. I'm like, no, 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 I can't let anyone else know that I needed someone, that I I needed companionship, because I it's it I it's I all I need is my bears. When really I'm I'm just kind of a lost human and you remember the footage from like right before they get killed that massive bear right behind her that they think might be the one that did yeah. it maybe yeah that is haunting yeah because it's just sitting there and it's is like, he? well and that's where too he's filming this bear a lot that's not one of his bears and they think that's the one that killed him in those different pieces of footage and like even like that shows it like diving in in the the creek and Werner even is just like he's like how... this is an act of desperation where it's trying to just get salmon. It looks like it's playful, but it's actually diving yeah. to try to get food because it's the end of the season. And I wonder if he pushed her into being out there or. Well, but the he... weird thing is though she did. Well, she went. He pushed her into staying longer though because she didn't want to okay. stay longer. What they talk about in the end, like, yeah. she was like ready to kind of leave him and be like well, then... she was afraid of the bears. And I think she was afraid of the bears because it was the new bears showing up. Yeah. And I, I wonder if too is why he got weird towards the end there too is he probably knew a fucking bear was tracking them. That bear I think might have been watching them. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it's weird too is that she had the opportunity to run away from the audio. Right. And yeah. It sounds like she stuck around to try to help. Well, she tried to fight the bear. I mean, what do you do in that situation? Right. I mean, who who knows what you could do? 
you know, and they try to like even the coroner is just like it sounds like he's like he knows he's dead and desperately trying to get her to run away so he can keep the bear on him. And it's like, you know, and I and I bet he did. I I don't th- I, I don't think like Timothy is inhuman. That probably was his thought in his head. Like my thought in my head too. It's like fuck, just get out of here. Yeah, I'm getting bared. Just go. You know, um, I don't know. It, it's 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 a fascinating story. It's a fascinating just study of of humanity and kind of with with the narration of Werner Herzog, kind of different styles of humanity a little bit. I don't. It's yeah. very it's compelling. And even if you know the story, like even what we just told you, like it's still it's it's still just an interesting watch to watch him. Like I said, I'd already seen a lot of it, and still just watching that footage of, of Timothy Treadwell, like having these things and just being like. I just kept thinking, like, what leads a man to here? Right. How do you make that decision to yeah. pack up and get out there and try it, to live with bears? Yeah, because while there's a, 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 a desire to, like, be in the natural world, there's clearly also a desire to run away from the world. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, he's clearly escaping. Yeah, he wants to. And they, they didn't have much in the documentary about, like, what his life was when he wasn't there. Sound like he was just touring, and, and all these. By the way, all the school visits he did too, he did them free of charge. Yeah, yeah, he was not a wealthy man. That's what yeah. a, a misconception was that <clears throat> he was getting a lot of publicity off of this and money, but really he was not. No, and I think one of his friends was just like, "Oh no, he was broke." Yeah, <laughs> like he, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think he was maybe even. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on like the verge of homelessness if he was just that lost of just not taking care of himself and not. Yeah, I imagine it'd be know. really hard for him to hold down a job. Yeah, you know the stadiums, especially with his complex that he has. You know the yeah. Well, he's clear he has a real problem with authority. Yeah, of every kind. Even from his past story, it sounded like he had a real issue with authority. That was the one thing that the the twenty twenty documentary I watched like got a little more into like his childhood because at this point like the movie had been made, so like they interviewed his family more. They had more information about his like childhood and like it sounded like he was always kind of like a a troubled kid, always acting out and stuff too. You know. Which not that that means that anything about your future, but it just sounds like he always had an issue with authority and really grandiose plans for himself. And I think sometimes if you get if you get lost in those grandiose plans, instead go from "I'm going to be a great actor," instead turn into like "I don't know, I'll be a bear god." Like you know, I think there's there's clearly there's clearly a a a a, a slope that you can slide down there. <laughs> yes, you know. Um. This has been uh, an interesting one. Yeah. Huh? This different, been, different. This is very different from what we normally talk about. Of just like, ah, then the fucking shark is just there. And instead, yeah. here we are talking about like the mental state of a man. <laughs> yeah. We fell down the deep, dark hole of Timothy. I don't love that wording. Uh, but <laughs> but it, it's, an inter- it's an interesting watch. And I, I go into it too with. I guess some empathy. Don't ju- don't just assume he's crazy and whatever. Like, like that's why I think that's why I'm having all these views too. Is I'm really just seeing like a troubled man. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's not. It's not just like oh he's crazy. Fuck him. It's not. It's not that. No. And it's not presented that way either. No. But it's also he's not. And also the movie does not present him as a hero either. Like Vern, it's it. That's also what I do like about the Werner Herzog point of view is no, he like, goes back and forth a lot he goes back and forth but he's just like i think he he kind of comes on this this it is almost like i guess uh, unattached view of just like it's very sad this happened this man very clearly had some very grandiose there, plans and it was very passionate about stuff but yeah. also he shouldn't have fucking been there there's some empathy but then there's the, the logical side where it's just like yeah you know 
of course that's going to happen. And I think that's actually the I that maybe, you know, I think we're discovering now. I think that might be the best lens to watch it through. So maybe no one else could have made this movie but Werner Herzog. Right. So I can I can just uh get into a little bit about Werner Herzog. Uh he's uh, an insane man. Uh this and this is off the top. I don't have my notes up for this. But these are just things I've read and seen of him. Um so he uh some of the early movies he made were famously very crazy. He made a movie called, I believe it was Fitzgeraldo, where they literally, it was about a real story of of moving a giant ship over a mountain. And so to make the movie, they actually did that. And they went crazy is this the movie. Is this like taking place this, the 16th, 17th century, yeah, something the like mo- that? The movie takes place, I want to believe, in the 1800s or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, but he was shooting the movie in like the sixties or seven. I want to say seventies. Do they move um, the ship by laying logs down and rolling yes, it over? Nice. Yes, yes. And okay. they, but they had to do it over a mountain. And um, he did it. And he worked a lot with an actor named Klaus Klinsky, or Klaus Kinski, who was a. I want to say I think he was Danish. He might have been German. Uh, he was kind of a creep. Um, but they were both very brash individuals. And uh, during the making of that movie, uh, Werner Herzog uh, pulled a gun I was on say, Klaus Kinski. I was going to say, I feel like some clashing went on between the two. Yes, yes. they worked together several times, but uh, they threatened to kill each other a lot. Uh, and they would both get drunk and fight and whatever. I believe there's a movie about it. It's called... It's not Empire of Dreams. That's something else. But there's a movie about the making of it that someone made a documentary about their making of it. Well, that's of how you make the best art, though. That's how we yes. do it. We get drunk, we point guns at one another. Absolutely. We have a great time. We're we're both holding guns right now. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there's a short documentary where uh, Werner Herzog eats a shoe, which is, he had a bet with an, I can't remember, another filmmaker or an author or something like that, um, and he lost. And so he the deal was that whoever lost would, in front of a live audience, eat a shoe. And so they showed this. It's a short documentary, and it's him. First, he prepares the shoe, and he has, like, an old leather shoe that he said he's worn for, like, many years, whatever. He boils it, and he puts, like, potatoes in, and he seasons and stuff, and he boils it down. And then on stage, he starts eating this fucking leather shoe. Um, He also, this and this was only, like, five or six years ago, something like that. He was doing an interview. I can't remember with who. But he's talking, and then suddenly he just goes, oh, and and someone's like, what was that? And he, he got shot by a pellet gun. And then they go inside, and, and the interviewer's like, so you got hit by something. He's like, yes. And he like lifts up his shirt, and he's got like a wound. And he's like, yes, I was shot in the waist. And he's just like, oh, my God, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. And just like does the interview. He's just like standing out there and just gets shot. But Why? <laughs> I don't know. That was the whole thing. It was like, was it someone shooting did, at did Werner he, Herzog? Did he or plan was, this? Like, I don't think it was. I, I my, in my mind, it was just an accident. Maybe someone, but like, I for me, I'm just like someone. I mean, you didn't see there was a film crew there and shooting the birds. I think someone shot Werner Herzog with a pellet gun, and he was just like, life is chaos. So therefore, I'm not upset about this pellet I have now in my waist. I have to imagine interviews with him are very tough because I feel like you ask a question and then he flies off on a tangent. He kind of he's he's interesting because I've seen the interviews with him. He's also very silly. He's he's acted in very goofy movies where clearly the joke is just like, "Hey, what if this character was Werner Herzog?" and he's fine with it. Um, he he did a, a guest role on uh, Rick and Morty, and it was all about um, 
Uh, oh, it was uh, Jerry wanted, he was going to get like a dick replacement. Or they needed his dick <laughs> to keep an alien alive or something stupid. And they have this character that's voiced by Vern Herzog. And he gives a speech well, about dick. And I heard Dan Harmon tell the story about it. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, Vern Herzog, he's like, it was a very like thoughtful. He's just like, now is this meant to be funny when I'm talking about the penis? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I just wanted to know. And it's like, and he, of course, he only talks the one fucking way. I know. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, you don't know how to take him. Because if he's yeah. doing Rick and Morty, he must have some kind of sense of he's, humor. He's in Parks and Recreation. He does a guest role when when Andy and April are looking for houses and they find find like the one that's like an old I can't remember what they're doing exactly but they find it's like had tragedy there or whatever he's like the the landlord who's just like of course he is and he's like and of course this is where the children burned and like they got him just to be like hey it's fucking Werner Herzog that's the joke is that it's Werner Herzog um yeah, what, but a, he's, what an individual! I don't. He, he's a wild. I I haven't watched a lot of his movies, but I've watched a lot of interviews with him, and I find him endlessly fascinating. He's such a a, a strange individual, and so it was it was. And I'd never seen this movie. Like I said, I knew the story, but I'd never watched the movie. So it was fun to like really watch. I want to watch. Honestly, I want to watch his other documentaries now. the The main thing I took away from like I need to watch Cave Forgotten Dreams now. And I'm curious, yeah, because his his take on it is so unique, and he's so. He he just doesn't give a shit about putting himself in the movies, but it's not in the like I have a point to make. It's just the. No. I am the observer. You will view this through my eyes. I am the chaos. I am become time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Oh, we only mentioned this quickly, but Timothy Treadwell constantly mentions that he calls a part of the wilderness the grizzly maze. And they say the grizzly maze a lot. They do. that fucking blew my shit. I know. When I saw that, I was like, no. (laughs) They talk about a lot. He's like, we didn't plan this. We absolutely did. Yeah, that's that's actually something worth saying. We did not plan this. I didn't know. In Grizzly Man, they talked about the Grizzly Maze. We just thought it was a bad fucking movie we were picking. They're like, huh, Billy Bob Thornton, huh? Weird. That's that's why we picked that one. We didn't know Grizzly Maze was a thing. Yeah, and it's nothing to do with the movie, the way they describe it. In the documentary, it's basically just like bears pushing through the brush yeah, it's just and making woods. their own paths. It's just woods. Yeah. Never mentioned that because the grizzlies get lost down there too. It's just like no, it's just I. It it seems like it's less patrolled because it's more wooded. Yeah, here's what I could do. I could take a piss. I'll tell you that right now. Do it, and then we can do like a February wrap up. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. Here I differ with Treadwell. He seemed to ignore the fact that in nature there are predators. I believe the common denominator of the universe is not harmony, but chaos, hostility. And murder. Has this episode been good? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm not sure how people are like, going to receive this one. I feel one. like we had a good conversation. But I don't know if it was a good February A good episode. podcast, yeah. yeah. The, the humor was down a bit. Yeah, but it was a good exploration. We, we've never explored a documentary before. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Especially one this dark. It's hard to be funny, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, so, let's... let's uh, this is the end of February. Even though it's mid-March. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've been... Thinking about it that, got, it got things got delayed for reasons. We had a lot of stuff that life happens. Yeah, people, aside from us being lost in the woods, you know, right? Let's just wrap up a little bit here. This will be interesting because you know, like when we did Sharktoberfest, we could really talk about the beers, 
what was our favorite beer? This one's like we did the same beers over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> so what what do we want our takeaway beer? Like, do we want to do do we want to rank beers? Is that worth it to rank drinks? So, lining cools. Um, we all, like two of the combos. All we the, liked the, all the beers by themselves are okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay ish. The Honey Bear Blend is still in my mind a little bit. That one's still great. And I really did like the second to last one we did. <laughs> the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was the, the Snow Drift with the, the Berry Weiss. Yes. Was a very good one, too. That had Those a, two. Basically, flavor. the Berry Weiss is a really good mixer. If you do happen to buy that, yeah. buy something else with it, you're going to want to mix it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving this. This this Alaskan Brewing yeah. Co. I'm actually really digging this. The Alaskan White's nice. I could, I could buy this again. Yeah. You know? And if I was out somewhere and it was like not much on the tap list, I saw that, I would grab yeah. that for sure. It was kinda like I said in between of our segments. I'm like this this is a good this is a good at a some sort of summer event, either a concert or a ball game. Oh yeah. And in a big plastic cup. You know what I mean? Yes. That's this is perfect for that. Yep. You're at a festival, it's yeah. hot out, you want a beer, that's good, nine dollars. Good Ren Fair beer. <laughs> And then we did like honey whiskey too, which like I I'm a fan of. I liked it more than you know. I remember liking it. So there's yeah. that. So there's that. Is there a point in trying to rank them, or I guess not really? Because the lining kugels we really like. If we did like the beer by itself, honestly, it might be this. Yeah, by itself, the this one's hands down. Is this one? But like the combinations were pretty. Like I like the honey bear is really good. I've you know. Yeah, honey bear is great. Fucked with that. I don't know. It's like lining kugels is. I just don't. Put them on the craft level. Right. Yeah. You know. Is this considered craft, Alaskan? I would think so. They're a little bit, they're only in, well, a little they're smaller. In, they're in 25 states, which is well, huge. Dang, small time, neither, though. It's not tiny. Well, in here, this we can, though, rate. Let's talk about our bear movies. All right. Is there is there a ranking we want to do? This was, We've got kind of a different swath of uh, quality. <laughs> I, uh, genres we're kind of all I, over the map yeah. this time a little bit there's quite a quite a gambit here so i mean um, the best movies are probably paddington's hands down so probably i'd say probably paddington 2 is the best movie i'd say best out of the whole <laughs> thing February? yeah well we that's the one we, we certainly received the most joy from yes i i adored that movie yeah. and paddington 1 is really fun too um and then probably in third place or if the paddington's take up one place whatever what's below the paddington's Edge, right? Or I was gonna say maybe even Grizzly Man. You think so? I mean, it was interesting. It we really <laughs> talked about it. You know, that's true. It, it gets you thinking, and it does keep you engaged. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, the Edge is in there too. Uh, it really, now it's like what's what's the bottom spot? Is it Grizzly or into the Grizzly Maze? This is difficult. <laughs> this is difficult because, fuck, I don't know. Because both are genuinely bad and yeah. not really fun. They had some fun to talk about. It might be Grizzly. Right. For me. Just because like For for bottom or second from bottom? For bottom. Okay. Because into the into the Grizzly Maze is bad. Like it it's it whichever one is bottom, it's it's barely. They're both Yeah. And no, and I think you're right, because Grizzly not only tries to rip off Jaws, but does it really bad. Does it really bad? It's kind of boring. And so is Into the Grizzly Maze. Into the Grizzly Maze, also kind of boring, so I don't want to pretend like that one's exciting. You know what? I think not. Into the Grizzly Maze is saved simply by that one scene where they pull the leg off the branch. Well, that, and there's also a, 
Yeah, because that was a, a genuinely cringeworthy scene for me, where it's like, oh, it was like a good effect and, and well done. I think that one too has this. You're kind of blown away a little bit, like, why are these people in this? What were you right? How how did you make such a bad movie and and get these people in it? <laughs> it's astonishing, honestly. Yeah, um, I was rewatching season one of Fargo, which Billy Bob Thornton is in, and Caleb talks about how like reading his lips would be a nightmare and stuff like that. There's a scene I forgot where he talks to a deaf character who reads lips. <laughs> oh, nowhere. And they do that, and he tells a story about watching a bear chew himself out of his out of a trap you're kidding and right? then in the no, last, you're, you're and making then shit in, up and then in the last episode billy bob thornton steps in a bear trap you're making shit up right <laughs> no now. i'm not watch fargo it's very good no i'm not making any of that up that all happened i was watching i'm just like oh there's literally the what caleb described as a full-on texas nightmare <laughs> how is this whole segment this I, whole podcast series we're in right now strange everything just keeps it's strange yeah but I don't know. It might be grizzly in the bottom for me. I don't. It's ah, it's hard to tell because I, I think I just I maybe remember into the grizzly maze more just because I had to put so many hours into editing those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too with uh, grizzly is that it was such a shit movie they didn't remaster it at all, so it's almost hard That's to watch. The other thing too is it looked like shit, but it was fascinating to see like a, a this little moment in pop culture of where it's like oh we're just we're just gonna do a jaws but it'll be on land you know it was it yeah. kind of like the, to see such a blatant ripoff like that but I, yeah i think it might be because because into the grizzly maze ah, i don't know because it's, it's also just bad it's boring you know what fuck it they're tied for bottom there you go Let's just do that. Let's just tie them because they are both. Because fuck it. They're both bad. They're both bad. I didn't enjoy because I think either of them. The grizzly maze, like you said with the cast, it's infuriating how bad it is. Yeah. They could have done a little better. Like even a yeah. little better. And like, you know, even in the episodes that we did, like we we talked about the beginning and like really here's the things that are peculiar. Once it gets into like they're in the woods, it, you do just go like, who fucking cares? I stopped. I stopped caring. Yeah. You know, because everywhere they're leading with their 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 stories go nowhere. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. They're just wandering, and I stopped caring with Grizzly as well. There just was a genuine interest of like, how does this all wrap up? How how Jaws are you gonna go? And they went <laughs> you know? full because they blew it they up. Went full Jaws again, aside from just putting a man in a cage on land, which I would have loved. Ugh. But otherwise, they go they go full Jaws. I mean, I know this was. Probably late seventies that Grizzly came out, but I wish they would have put him in one of, those, one of those inflatable balls and had the bear just bat him around. <laughs> those big, those big hamster balls. Yep. Like in Meg, like in the Meg. Yeah, they did the use that, that in the Meg. That, huh? Tying it all back together. Well, that's. I think that's February, isn't it? I think that's everything we we're gonna do. I think, I think what, we did it. I we think, survived. Um, what we've learned. Yeah. As much like shark movies, there's not a lot of good bear movies. Wow, yeah, they're not, huh? Yeah. When when the best bear movies by far are Paddington and Paddington 2, it means bears aren't fully represented yeah. <laughs> in cinema. The challenge we need to find is an animal that has a plethora of good movies. That would be something I'd like to see if mm. we could do. Oh, we could spend be... the rest of our lives working on that. The thing is, I feel like when I've... I, I think... The like the biggest roster, the, the 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 deepest bench of movies is sharks. I think. Yeah, 
trying to think. I mean, aside unless you like dog, and then it's like, yeah, we can watch fucking Beethoven. <laughs> but like, you know, it's not it's not it's not all Cujo's all the way down, you know. Uh, which I believe the same dog played both. Really? Yeah, I think it was the same dog that played in the first Beethoven. I think also plays Cujo. Hmm. I may just be making that up. That could just be bullshit. But I think it actually it was the same about dog. Right? I feel like Cujo was really early '90s, and then Beethoven was late '90s. They weren't too far apart in time. Should I just look it up? Right now, yeah. Just to see, just to fucking. Hey, see. why not? Let's go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, whatever. Let's just let's just immediately bail on bears now that we're done. <laughs> All right, I got Beethoven at ninety-two, uh, and then Cujo. Well, Cujo is eighty-three, so this may be horseshit then, because that's ten years apart, and Saint Bernards are big dogs. <laughs> yeah, you know, doesn't that might have just been some some uh some like urban legend bullshit then? Whoa. What? Okay, get this. Yeah. I was going through the cast, yeah, trying to find Beethoven mm-hmm. from the first movie. Yep, and who who plays student number one? The one, the only, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. In Beethoven? <laughs> yeah. Huh. JGL. Okay, he's in Beethoven. Uh, Cujo was played by four Saint Bernards. Okay, several but- mechanical dogs and a black Labrador Great Dane mix in a Saint Bernard costume. Look up the actor dog who played in the Beethoven movies. Okay. Beethoven is played by canine actor Chris, who had 12 doubles. Okay. That's, that's all it really says here. Because I'm seeing here on IMDb there is a dog who's uncredited, whose name is Cujo. Maybe that's one of the stories. Where, this might this might be just some, some Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I'll be honest with you, I don't care to dig deeper. <laughs> I don't either. How did we get here? I don't, I don't fucking know. Oh. Uh, so, the end, huh? The end. We're going to heal up, and then uh, we got some ideas coming. Yeah. So. You're stuck with us. Get ready. Fucking buckle up. Shitheads. <laughs> Insult our small audience. Here comes you fucking dipshit cowards. We got more podcasts coming at you. And I don't know. It's gonna be weird twists and turns. We know for sure. Once we get back to October, we're gonna we're gonna do a Sharktoberfest yes. too. We do have that. So like, that's in that's cemented. That is that is in stone, baby. But uh, yep. the in between might get weird. Your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, because we're still figuring out what we want to do next. <laughs> But uh, I think we're just going to lay here in our hospital beds. Recover. Recover. Finish the last of our uh, our white. White. By Alaskan Brewing Company. And um, watch. Well, I don't know. We already watched uh, Grizzly Man. I don't know. The Cove. <laughs> Blackfish. was What sad animal documentary do you want to watch next? I don't know. Yeah. I think we got to get out of this. What? The hospital? Yeah. No. Well, we shouldn't mm-hmm. escape. Oh, okay. I don't have any pants. Oh. Because there's poopy in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then, I guess um, let's just push the mics over. <laughs>